With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. And tonight... We are here on a Sunday evening to talk a little Auburn sports. A lot has went down over the weekend, and tonight I'm here joined by my good buddies Dustin and Gray, and uh, we're excited to have you. And uh, fellas, it's a Sunday night. Uh, we're uh, a lot of information has come in about the Auburn Tigers, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to talk about it. Uh, Dustin, I'll start with you, man. I know your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just struggled. Uh, they've been struggling. Uh, <laughs> tough go on yeah. on another Sunday in the NFC South, man. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, Mo does a hard drive. I don't know what you're trying to get at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will come up there. Um, <laughs> look, man, it, uh, it's whatever. I uh, Brian Harson has shown me the depths of football, uh, what pure ineptitude is like. And Todd Bowles is just reaffirming, yes, that is possible. It's also you – you can do it on the NFL level as well. Um, anybody that cannot figure out how to score points with Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, 
and Mike Evans is an idiot and is not capable of coaching football on the NFL level. And I should be compensated for the, the shit that I've had to watch this year when it comes to offensive <laughs> football. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I watched a little bit of it, man. And I had to actually turn it over onto red zone and just, uh, just span around the league and, and catch other games. But uh, it's the NFC South is wide open, man. I, no idea who's going to yeah. win that division, but such a bad uh, division. Oh, dude! And the Panthers go up to Seattle and they get a victory. I mean, it's wide open. It is wide open. Uh, but yeah, Gray, Gray's man. a Panther. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a Panthers fan, huh? I am. I am. I've I've been that way since uh since Cam was drafted back in April of 2011. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Gray, uh, I, I really appreciate you joining us tonight, man. Uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about what you do and, and just a little bit about your past and everything like that. And, uh, talking on the radio and podcasting and all of that stuff, man. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Love listening to y'all. Love listening to this podcast. You know, it's one of my first listens, you know, every time, every time y'all get one up, but, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a student. I'm an Auburn student right now. And, um, Mm -hmm from Birmingham, a little small town out, just outside of Birmingham called Chelsea and mm-hmm. uh, grew up playing basketball, played football when I was a kid, always loved sports, loved Auburn sports. Um, my mom went to, uh, went to Auburn and uh, my grandfather played football in the sixties at Auburn. He played offensive guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see if I count five, five greats, my great, 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 great grandfather was the president of API back, uh, like a long, long time ago in the, mm-hmm. um, the very late 1800s. So <laughs> I've got orange and blue in my blood. I'll always have orange and blue glasses on. So, um, Auburn was the, was the only choice for me. And, but for me with always loving sports, I love to talk sports and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got, got started on the E2C network with Kyle, you know, doing inside the jungle, um, you know, we're working on the basketball podcast and then uh, now I do the, now I do the jungle show on Auburn daily's YouTube channel. I, we're going to start doing that two times a week with my dad uh, talking more about Auburn basketball. And we've started up a, a couple of buddies of mine from high school started up a, who are also in the same business industry, I guess you can say um, I've started up another podcast here in the Birmingham area. It's on the Tony Curry, Tony Curry radio network. Or you can find it on your podcast, you just wherever you get your podcast, Tony Curry Radio. So it's called Students of the Game. Where we just talk more, more Auburn football, Alabama football, Auburn basketball, you know, all stuff Alabama sports and you know, other stuff going on. So uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here. And, and like I said, I wanted to start out with all the big-time news that is going on um, at Auburn uh, just today. We wake up this morning, Gray, and and we realize that we're getting two flips and and uh, commitments in football. And hey, I, I don't care what anybody says. This is big time for Hugh Freeze, the new staff that is being put in place. Uh, these are two guys that hey, you know, we we might not have thought that we were going to get, but we ended up flipping them. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about that, Gray? Yeah, no, I mean. First of all, the one the one this morning, uh, six six three hundred ten 
pound offensive tackle. And I, I want to mm-hmm. say that again, offensive tackle. This guy actually played offensive tackle in high school, and he decided to come to Auburn University. That has not happened since, what, Braden Smith or uh, Calvin <laughs> Ashley? I, I, I don't even know. I, it's, it was a shocking commit. It was shocking to me, at least. But it's a huge start, a great start for Hugh Freeze uh, in the mm. recruiting trail, not only you know getting those commitments, but flipping them as well, and then getting Colton Hood to come back, uh, Rodney Hood's uh, nephew, um, you know, getting him away from Michigan State. That, that, that's another really good corner, really good get for a guy like Zach Etheridge in that defensive back room. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Love that. Dustin, man, what are your thoughts on the two big flips today? As Hugh Freeze cleaning up Harson's mess, uh, a guy like Colton Hood, he would have been committed to us a long time ago, man. That's an Auburn legacy guy. And if he just would have been shown the love that he deserved, uh, he would have been on. The, mm-hmm. And also with with uh, Tyler, he was at Big Cat, and he chose uh, Texas Tech. If you get a guy to come to Big Cat and you really want him, he should never pick Texas Tech over Auburn, especially yeah. with the need that we have mm-hmm. at offensive line. So this is just kind of Hugh cleaning up the mess. I feel like there's also some silent commits. You got the four-star DB that is committed to Ohio State. At any time, I'm expected to see the decommit from Ohio State and then him announce his commitment to Auburn. I feel like he's probably already told the staff this weekend, if you if you yeah. trust, you know, what all the all the insiders are saying on that one. And um, seems like the the big offensive tackle that's currently committed to South Carolina, seems like he had a good time as well. I'm interested to see what we do with quarterback. Uh, it's just, you know, man, I love recruiting. It's my favorite thing about college football. These next mm-hmm. these next two weeks are going to be a blast. And you're yeah, going to see that. competent. You're going to see competent recruiting. Like, I think I think Hugh. I don't think he's lying. I don't think he's lying, guys. I think he really. I think he enjoys to do it. And even if he doesn't enjoy to do it, um, he understands the importance of it. And I, I mean, it's just refreshing. That's going to be new for all, especially recently. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent, man. And, and, you know, I put that on Twitter the other day that Hugh Freeze, once he landed, he hasn't stopped recruiting. He hasn't stopped working. He hasn't stopped doing the things that the last guy in his staff didn't care to do. And, uh, that is my biggest thing is you have to recruit in this league and it's being shown uh, by, by look at the high school coaches, fellas. They are literally getting on Twitter and posting photos saying, Hey, these guys are coming to our schools. And I never saw that with Harson. I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama, and we had Ryan Williams, Hollywood Williams. His dad played at Auburn. They play the state championship game in Jordan-Hare, and he's an Alabama commit. He's the best player in the state of Alabama, and he's in the 10th grade. He'll be a junior next year. And Harson just, oh, well, you know, it, it, it is what it is. He's going to Alabama. Like, Blake, no, he was his dad played at Auburn. Yeah, but he was going to out-scheme everybody. Yeah. He was a guru. Yeah, it, yeah, he he was he was an offensive guru, and I mean, all he did was, I, t- I tell you, the best thing that he ever did was, uh, I I think the best thing that he ever did was throw the headset against Georgia. I mean, that's probably the most intensity 
that I've ever seen out of him. But uh, just he he's being made a clown show right now because Hugh Freeze is just obviously showing him how it's done. And that is ultimately why I wanted a coach with SEC ties, man, because – you know, like I mentioned on the last episode, when they started mentioning guys like Jeff Brom and and people like that and Brian Johnson, I just, you know, I know Brian Johnson had small SEC ties, but I wanted a proven head coach in this league, man, and, and um, I'm just glad they went the Hugh Freeze route. I know some Auburn fans aren't happy about it, but we, we find out just recently here tonight that Hugh Freeze has hired two coordinators, uh, Ron Roberts, the defensive coordinator. Uh, he was recently let go at Baylor. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball and they go after Philip Montgomery. Uh, he will be the offensive coordinator from Tulsa. I believe he was the head coach at Tulsa. Uh, and uh, they parted ways recently. So, uh, Gray, I want to start with you, man. How do you feel about these two hires from Hugh Freeze? I think they're both perfect for the coordinator positions, especially on the mm-hmm. defensive side. Hugh talked about in his press conference uh, when he was announced, he needs to go find a defensive guy because he's the offensive guy. He, he, mm-hmm. he will probably end up calling plays, but he needed somebody on the defensive end that was a really good X's and O guy. Look, you've got defensive recruiters on that side, especially after going and getting crime dog, you've got Zach Etheridge, you got Christian Robinson, you've got defensive recruiters. You need somebody to put that defense together. And I think Ron Roberts is the perfect guy for that. Obviously it was kind of a bit of a surprise, you know, we're, you know, mm-hmm. recording this not too long after it just became official, but um, you know, that, that's a name that we didn't really have out there when we were talking about the defensive coordinator position, but I think it's a good hire for that spot. I think it's the same way with Philip Montgomery and uh, the offensive coordinator position. He, he, you know, he, he's really good at Tulsa's his head coaching experience at Tulsa and with him being at Baylor, he was the, he was the guy that brought RG three up and won him the Heisman. Yep. I, yep. So they're good. They're good hires. I'll be interesting to see again, how, who, who calls plays, how that how that's handled with, between Hugh and between Montgomery, um, I, I think it'll be interesting. But I think I think they're both solid hires that uh, that Auburn could build on. I definitely agree with that, man. I I look at uh, Philip Montgomery's background and just all the quarterbacks that he has worked with. I mean, he's worked with guys like Case Keenum, you know, RG three when he won the Heisman. I saw Nathan King put out a piece on that and. I, I think that that is actually what we need. We need a guy. You look at Robbie Ashford right now. Um, I'm not sure what's going to go down on the portal, so I'm not going to go down that road. But Robbie Ashford is QB1 right now. And what better way to hire a guy that has produced a Heisman Trophy winner? So, you know, I think Robbie's got to be smiling about that. And, Dustin, man, how are you feeling about these hires? Oh, I'm all in. And I and Hugh Freeze, I trust. Um, like you, like y'all talked about, you know, RG three, Kevin Cobb, and Case Keenum. You think back to those guys, yeah. those them running an offensive man. And what's interesting to me about that is, uh, I know RG three obviously uh, more of a runner, but with Cobb and Keenum, those were that's just air raid lighting it up pretty much what they ran. That would be interesting mm-hmm. to see uh, that kind of mixing in with Hugh Freeze, which was kind of what was some of the talk. What was the guy from uh, North Carolina? His name slips my mind. 
Longo. Phil Longo. Well, yeah, Longo. That was kind of the talk for Longo, right? Was that he's a passing guy and that they would kind of mix it in with Hugh Freeze's run. So it kind of seems to be something similar to that. Uh, that'll be interesting. And the thing that I like about this is we look at his track record with QBs. We look at Hugh Freeze's track record with QBs. And then you think about a guy like Ken Olsen as well. I think we have three guys on staff that we can really trust with the quarterback position. And personally, I don't think you're going to add anybody in the portal that is going to be that much better than Robbie. I think Robbie's the guy. I think Robbie wants to be the guy. I think that Robbie showed you all the intangibles and why he could be the guy. And let's not judge anybody that was, uh, you know, that was under an Eric Keesaw, Brian Harson regime. Let's let, let's let Hugh Freeze get a hold of him. And there's, there's three guys I just mentioned, and let's see what we got. And uh, so I'm excited about that. And then with Roberts, uh, 30 years coaching experience. When you look at what he did at lower levels, he coached at Delta State five mm-hmm. seasons. Four of those seasons, he won a conference title, and one of those was a D2 national championship. Uh, he went to mm-hmm. Southeast Louisiana when he took over that program. They had never won a conference title. They were a, a doormat in their division, and he won two conference titles right out the gate there. Um, the guy knows football, and when you have a guy that's 30 years of experience, He's seen it all. There's nothing in game that's going to catch him by surprise. And then you got guys like Crime Dog and, and, and Zach that can do the recruiting and can kind of mm-hmm. keep the energy and, you know, be those voices in the locker room as well. So I like the mix and I'm excited that um, I'm excited that it's all over now and that we can just focus on recruiting, knowing what we've got in place. Absolutely, 100%, man. That is my main thing is it's over. It's done. Let's focus on recruiting. Let's go attack the portal. Uh, Let's let's turn this ship around because, like I've mentioned before on this podcast, we were slowly headed for a head-on collision in the Atlantic Ocean just like the Titanic. And I I remember the night that that Joker was hired – I uh, said that we were headed to Vanderbilt and Tennessee territory. And I honestly feel like these two hires uh, could be exceptional for Auburn. Um, I think that Hugh Freeze could be exceptional for Auburn. And I think that this school woke up and realized that the trajectory that this football program was on, it had to change. And they woke up and they they made a, a decision that they said, hey, we're going to try to match what the school across the state's doing. And you might not get there. I'm not saying we're going to go out and win six national championships with you Freeze, but you, they're tired of being mediocre. And uh, that day, I, I, I honestly believe that Auburn University said that day of being mediocre is done. It's over. We're going to do what we have to do to win football games. So, and so uh, I believe in Hugh Freeze, just like both of you do, and I'm excited about the future. I can't wait. I'm so excited that I'm thinking about flying out to California to a cow game. Um, <laughs> I, I sit here and, and I say that because, you know, I watch Pac-12, man, and they have like 4,000 people in the stands and – me and Dustin have talked about it. Gray, man, I, I just – that was one of the first things I said, man, am I going to pay all this money to go out there and there would be like 5,000 people in the stands? I mean, I mean, 
I don't I don't it's know, man. I don't know. There. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm saving up so my money I, for the I, Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, how and and how good is that going to be? I mean, <laughs> he gonna... he takes. <laughs> I mean, he the shot shot and says, you know, Lane Kiffin says, hey, you know, I would tweet you, but somebody else has got your Twitter handle and, and they're taking over your social media stuff. Uh, look, fellas, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was very high on Lane Kiffin, but looking back at it, I'm kind of glad we didn't get him. And, and I think he's kind of childish, man. The more I look into it, like the way he gets on Twitter and just some of the stuff that he says, like, that's just straight up childish, man. Like when I saw that, I was like, dude, why are you even doing that? Now you have to come to Jordan Hare next year. And I mean, this atmosphere, you know, because <laughs> I mean, Greg, tell me I'm wrong, man. Me and Dustin oh, no, have talked no. about this, but the way what he did to his fan base at Ole Miss, Greg, how do you accept that back? Like, oh, I, I don't man. get it. Uh, no, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, I'm like, I, well, they, they they did want us to get him right after the Egg Bowl. They were like, no, Auburn, you, know, you yeah. take him, take him, you can have him. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know if I really want him after that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I yeah, him coming that Ole Miss game next year. I I was talking with my dad earlier. Look, if there's one game where that you need you need to attend on <laughs> next year's schedule it's that old miss game not only with hugh free hiring hugh freeze yeah. but uh. that lane kiffin stuff and i old miss is going to be a solid football team next year mm-hmm. i wow i mean that's going to be crazy i really hope it's a night game i just know it's going to be 230 and cbs is going to yeah. <laughs> ruin all the ruin all the hope and all the all the dreams i have for that game but i really hope it's a night game that's that's a fact, man. I hope it is too. Go ahead, Dustin. And do you feel like me on this too? Um, now with the trash talk that went on during the process, now it's like, yeah, I kind of want to play Ole Miss, just to yeah. remind them, <laughs> just to remind them, like you're Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's unbelievable how they their fans just because they won this year think that the last six years have not happened. <laughs> Or was it thirty-five to ten all time? Like, yeah, like your old miss. Like Lane has hit the absolute ceiling there, and yeah, see, with the twelve-team playoff format coming in, they're going to end up making the playoff because he's going to have good teams. But until Jimbo mm. gets fired, <laughs> but he's hit the ceiling at Old Miss. Your old miss. You you've never been to Atlanta. I, you're not going to go to Atlanta. No, nobody expects you to go to Atlanta because I mean, Alabama, mm-hmm. I, especially we, if we go to no, no divisions, like Greg Sankey's saying that we're going, no chance. Mm-hmm. Old Miss is mm-hmm. no chance. It's Old Miss. I agree 100%. And then you, you bring on Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, those are just two more yeah. programs that are historically better than Ole Miss. So uh, you just fall even more down the totem pole. So, uh, yeah, th- that's that's one game that I think is going to be exceptional next year. But, fellas, before we get into basketball talk, real quick, I had to ask you, um, the Heisman Trophy ceremony happened last night, and I just wanted to get both of your thoughts on this because my thoughts on it are this trophy and this ceremony has turned into an absolute joke. And it's pathetic. I look at this, 
and I, and I had a conversation with David Cohn about two weeks ago, and I said, David, it, it's it's a travesty if if Blake Quorum doesn't get invited to New York City. It's it's just it's it's bottom of the barrel. It can't happen. And he told me, he said, man, I, I honestly don't know if he'll get invited because, you know, he's yeah. he might not play against Ohio State. And that one game is going to keep him out. And so, you know, I look at Hendon Hooker. He got invited. And the things that he didn't see, didn't see it's just um, you, you got Stetson Bennett. He does get solely, solely because why? His team is undefeated. They're probably it's going back-to-back. Back. Um, you know, it, it's it's a popularity thing, in my opinion. You look at – you look at the 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 MVP voting for for the NBA and yeah. and the, the MLB and everything. It's it's ultimately, man, it comes down to a popularity contest for majority of the MVP votings and things like that, man. And I look at this, and Dustin, I'll start with you, man. What are your thoughts on this? And do they just need to? Rearrange, rearrange the voting system or, you know, how do they need to go about this to change what the, what the, how to be, to be. I think we're here because the money people have decided that tradition in college football will be secondary. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, is you like, man, when I was a kid growing up, you're going to watch army Navy and then after that, you're going to tune in for the Heisman. Uh, you weren't going to mm-hmm. miss it. And there was a big, it was a big conversation. It was usually, if it was a big debate, unless somebody just stood out. But even if you knew somebody was going to win it, it still, it was something that you watched and was held in reverence. And it's just, you used to care about going to a January 1st bowl. Um, now bowl games are held whenever the hell. And it's just, rivalries have got shot. You know, it's there's so many that don't even play anymore. It's just we've gone away from tradition, and we continue to go further and further away with these new conference realignments. Um, I'm not a fan of the 12-game playoff. Uh, the portal, just there's so many things that are going on that are just leading it away from the college football that we grew up on. So I think that that's a byproduct of it. Um, it's just so many things that were been held in reverence and were for so long. I mean, it just, I guess what I'm trying to say is it just doesn't, it just doesn't hit man. Like I, I I didn't even think about it. I didn't, I watched, I watched our game versus Memphis. And then I recorded the end of army Navy. I watched that. And then I went on about my night. It wasn't until Sunday until even I saw who even won the Heisman trophy. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Man, uh, I'll be honest with both of you. I didn't watch the ceremony either last night. I, I was getting ready towards the end of the Army-Navy game. I went and uh, had dinner with my family, and we went to a little Christmas thing uh, over in Fairhope. And uh, it was like a little kid's thing for my daughter and, and my nephew and, and things like that, man. And I didn't even pay attention to it. I get a notification on my phone, and uh, – you know, I, I just think that it's become a joke. And, Gray, man, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, just like Dustin said, it, college football is so different from what it was, mm-hmm. not just two years ago, but 
three, four, five, and 10, 15 years ago. And it's just getting farther and farther away from what we mm-hmm. all know and love as college football with the portal, with the playoff, with the conference realignment and completely taking geography out of the question there for the big 10. And I, the Heisman Trophy ceremony is just another example. I, I didn't watch the ceremony either. None of us watched the ceremony because it didn't, <laughs> it didn't, I, four years ago I did, even though, even though I knew Joe or her, even I knew who won the Heisman Trophy. I wanted to watch the Heisman Trophy ceremony last night. Mm-hmm. I, no, not at all. The thing with Quorum and Hooker not being invited is ridiculous and it just shows how it's become a popularity contest and the perfect example is that just just like you said is the nba mvp because all they they say it's the most valuable player lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's, that's not what it's turned into. It's turned into who has the better stats. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what the Heisman Trophy is turning into, and is turning into a quarterback award. Look, the Heisman Trophy, like the actual physical trophy, has a running back on the. Let's say it's a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, no running backs were there last night. It was four quarterbacks, and I do I do think that they got the decision right. I think it should have been Caleb Williams. I don't think he was outstanding, mm-hmm. but I think he was of the choices available the best one. <laughs> Um, it's just just weird it's just not the same Mm. yeah I agree I agree 100% it it just doesn't have it doesn't have the mojo that it used to have it the the name doesn't carry uh, the way it used to and uh, it's if we're in a weird times of college football we really are it's you know I think some of it's fun but then some of it's just head scratching. Um, I'll be honest with you. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm not a fan of 12 team playoff. I can't, I can't even fathom just thinking about it in two years. I just, (laughs) mm, it hurts, man. It it really hurts. I I just, we couldn't even find four teams this year. So what are we going to, I mean, what are we going to do with 12? You know, I, 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 I mean, it should have been a three-team playoff this year, all right? Um, Michigan and Michigan and TCU play. The winner plays Georgia. How about that? That's how it should have been. Uh, yes. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, you know. It's 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 all about money. I'll be honest with both of you. It it that's what it ultimately comes down to. It comes down to money, and uh, and that that's the way we're headed. So, uh, 
but getting off the football talk and uh, we're going to kick it over here to the Auburn basketball side of things. Auburn falls in Atlanta, 82 to 73 to the Memphis Tigers. Uh, Gray, I'll start with you, man. Just give me your overall thoughts uh, on the first half and the second half, man, of, of what, what went down uh, last night in Atlanta, man. I think Bruce Pearl said it the best in his post-game presser. We got out-coached. We got out-game plan. We got out mm-hmm. Memphis wanted to be there. We did not. Uh, they shot better than us. They rebounded mm-hmm. way better than us. They played better defense than us. It was just a completely uh, outdoing from Memphis uh, over Auburn in this game. And, you know, we were talking pre-show. A, a loss is needed to happen. And mm-hmm. especially a loss like this where Bruce Pearl can go and fix a lot of things. You know, none of the, none of the problems Auburn was having against Memphis or has had in the past aren't fixable. You know, it's not like we can't do, it's not like we can't look like a top 10 team. It's not like we can't look like a team that can go on and win the SEC and make a run in March. And you know, we, we have the talent, we have the coaching, we have the personnel, we have the lineups, we have the experience, we have we have that stuff. We just mm-hmm. needed to lose. We needed to lose the game to so Bruce Pearl and his staff can go to the practice and go to the film room and fix these things. And wow, losing in this way, obviously it hurts. Like you know, one of you know, we were just talking about the Heisman Trophy ceremony. One of the reasons I didn't watch it is because I was upset about this. Because this was mm-hmm. this was hard to watch. Um, just got out hustled. Um, a lot, a lot of problems, but um, just like I said, a loss is needed. A loss, you know, we're not going to go undefeated. We're not going undefeated in the SEC either, Auburn fans. Mm-hmm. But especially with how good the SEC is, but um, it, this is a lot. This is a loss that you can build on. A lot of losses. A lot of teams are losing these games, especially early in the year. That. Uh, I don't know if you can go to the film room or go to the practice and go, okay, we can build on that. We can fix these things. Auburn can Mm -hmm. in this, in this nine point neutral site loss in a quad one game against a very good and very prepared Memphis team. Yeah, 100% man. Memphis uh, coached by Penny Hardaway. Uh, We obviously know what they can do, man. They took Gonzaga to the wire last year in the second round of the NCAA tournament. We know they have a rich history, like you said, a quad one loss there. Uh, Dustin, your thoughts, man. I know a lot of things that we talk about on recap episodes (laughs) happened yesterday, Uh, but give me your thoughts, man. I got to hear it. I like Gray alluded to. Um, Bruce said it, you know, he got out coached and we just got beat in every phase pretty much. And it's not a, you know, you're going to get out coached. What was the guy? I won't say anything was, uh, Andy Kennedy and something like that at Ole Miss that always seemed to have Bruce's number. Um, it just happens, man. Like, and we had it coming. Uh, we've talked about it and I just don't know. This team just kind of is what it is to me. There's, I think we can improve at the things that we're not good at, but I don't know by how much. Um, Hmm. so when we get out rebounded, like we did, and we don't what how many blocks did we finish with? Two? Two, I think. Two. Yeah. Two. I, I mean, so far cry <laughs> from our far cry from our nation leading eight, right? And yeah. the announcers made a good point in the game about that stopping us from getting the fast breaks. 
and I still thought our defense was okay. I mean, we created 19 turnovers. Um, it's just, like I said, the rebounding, the second chance. There was several times just loose balls that were yeah. getting slapped out of our hands when we were getting on them, third, fourth. I mean, there was one possession where I just – I wanted to smash the TV, man. We just, it kept going and like grab the uh, ball. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I'll, you go back to the, like the Chris Moore where he missed a layup where Bruce thought he was fouled and the one where Bruce, you know, got teed up. Just a lot of plays like that where it just was like, okay, man, this just isn't our night. Um, and that's fine. I mean, if you go back to the 2019 team, the probably the best Auburn team of all time, they had plenty of nights like that where it just wasn't their night. So mm-hmm. it happens, and it's going to happen again. It's going to happen a couple more times for this team. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know I've said this team's going to lose seven to nine games, and I don't think that's a big deal. I, it was funny to me to kind of watch the freak out. It's like uh, it's it's the football seven mindset. What? Yeah, yeah. No, we lost to Memphis. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, it was a little, you know, it was frustrating for it to happen the way it did. What was concerning to me was how much more physical they were than us. And a question I kind of wanted to ask you all about that was, was I was sitting there watching that game and I watched Chance and I'm just thinking, we're getting, they're so much more physical than us. Maybe it's just the game to give Trey those minutes instead of Chance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was wondering that. I was wondering the exact same thing too. I mean, I've been rooting for Chance. Oh, for so long because we've we i mean we watched what he could do in israel mm-hmm. how good he was in israel and how uh, outstanding not just on the offensive end but on the defensive end too he had seven steals that one game but i i just don't i don't think he's got i don't think he's got that together right now i think we're also throwing him into some bad fire i mean letting him be the point guard behind wendell is I don't think I don't know if that's a great idea right now. I think we should try and let him play with somebody like Wendell, and then let Trey, mm-hmm. who's a more, you know, he's not as tall, but a more physical point guard, um, handle those backup point guard minutes. So I agree. Mm. I like that. I like that, um, fellas. One thing that we always talk about on this podcast is Auburn's lack of shooting, and. Uh, last night, once again, six of twenty-four from three. It, it's it's uh, it's something that I think is going to hinder this Auburn team. And I, I, I watch KD. You know, he comes out, he nails a three, and I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, Zep Jasper, he come right out the gate, hits a three, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Hey, we're going to be on fire. Here we go. And then all of a sudden, it's like the wheels fall off. Uh, we we can't make shots. Uh, offense looks seriously it it seriously looks so hard to get a bucket. It's just iso drive to the rim. Uh, sometimes it's just throw something up. And I'm wondering, Gray, I'll start with you, man. I'm wondering where do we generate offense from? How do we get better shots? Because that's another thing that I always preach is shot selection, man. Like, I, I don't know where this is going to come from. How do we fix this? Um, uh, well, uh, I think the first thing right, right away is you need to adjust where the offense is coming from 
and right now it's coming a lot through Wendell, and you know that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, he's he's point guard number one. He the offense does need to run through him. I've been saying it all all off season. Jalen Williams has to shoot more than six shots. Mm. Uh, it, he's the senior. Bruce said right after the Miami, right literally right after the Miami game, right after that Miami loss, he said next year I'm building through Jalen Williams, and I mean. Wendell had more shots than him. Janai had more shots than him. He had the same amount of shots as Chris Moore. He KD had an absurd amount of more than him. A chance had uh, only had one less than him. Allen only had one less than Jalen needs to be our leading shot shooter, in, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Whether that come in the post, he's very good with his left hand and his left hand hook. Uh, obviously, his three pointer was nice. Every time he gets the ball in the perimeter, uh, because teams don't think he can shoot. And I don't I don't know why, but every time he gets the ball on the perimeter, he's always looking to reverse the ball and pass and uh, look for other players. And, and that, that that's not a bad thing. I think he needs to step up and be more aggressive offensively. Mm. Dustin, uh, do you have any thoughts on can fix can fix this? Maybe a guy that needs to step up or uh, anything, man. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm being hard on him. Um, I talked with with Gray and his dad about it. Uh, Wendell Green's got to raise his floor. I I don't care that he finished with 14 points. I don't think that he had a good game. I don't think that he played that well. And this Mm. team is not going to win too many games in the tournament, and we're not going to win too many games in the SEC on the road that if he's not playing well. Um, Mm. The offense has to go through him. I agree that Jalen has to be more aggressive. And one thing we're going to have to find is there's, we're going to have to come up with a guy. We're going to be in tight games. So who is going to be the person that we can look at? Like not last year was a no brainer. So even we knew, mm-hmm. we know, we knew, even when we were struggling, it's like, okay, we know who the ball is going to go to. Now, I think we all got, we all kind of got fed up with late last possession of the game. It being Wendell taking a, a bad three instead of Jabari getting the ball. Against Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. And I know that uh, <laughs> shout out to, to Daryl and Zach on their recap. They made this point because I've been feeling this way too. Uh, shut up with the logo win thing. Shut up with that. It's a bad yeah. shot. And if he yeah. hits it, if he hits it two times out of 10, those two times for your stupid little highlight Twitter video so you can make your meme are not worth the eight really bad shots that lead to a long rebound and a transition bucket for the other team. It's yeah. it's mm. a it's a bad shot that we don't hit and we never hit it. We never hit it anywhere outside of Auburn. Um so we're gonna keep preaching shot selection and yeah, it was just there's just not a to me, there's just not a path for this team to win when we get out right rebounded. And it's hard for any basketball team to win when they get out rebounded the way that we did. Um, and then when you look at just the way we got dominated physically down low, I mean, Janai had a really, really rough first half. So, um, it's a lot of questions, you know, that we're gonna have to find answers to. It's just, who's going to be the guy. Um, we're going to have to come up with some plays. We're going to have to come up with some sets that when we get into these situations, okay, this is a look we know we can go to. Um, Mm -hmm. and right now I don't think we have, we don't have any of those. So, like we talked about, you're not going to go undefeated. So we have a good coaching staff. We have high IQ players. I think they'll get into the film room and figure out something. Um, they're going to have to. But I just, like I said, and I'm going to say it all year with this basketball team, I think for the most part this team is what it is. 
we have to create turnovers and get out in transition. And when it comes to these kind of games, it'll be dependent on Wendell Green and KD Johnson to, to have um, big nights. And if they don't, we're probably not going to win. Yeah. Mm. So, Gray, man, I wanted to ask you one thing um, about – I wanted to ask you about Johan Treor, man. What – what does Bruce have to do to get him going, get him more involved? I know he was the second rated highest recruit in Auburn history, man. What has to happen for this guy to really hit the floor running? Yeah, a lot last year. And obviously it's a different situation with Allen coming back from injury last year, but I'm going to relate that to Treyor because I I think it's a, I think it's two things. I think it comes down to confidence and fit Mm -hmm. with, with Johan. It doesn't look like he fits in any lineup. We throw him out there right now. Um, I don't know if, you know, playing him at the four, that's his natural position. He's six ten. He needs to play the four, but it just doesn't look like he really gets where he's going and is in the right spot. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know. It doesn't look like he fits well. And the second thing is confidence. It doesn't look like he's any confident out there. And with the production that he's getting, I wouldn't really be confident <laughs> either, but uh, that's something that Bruce and his staff and you know, his teammates need to instill in Johan. They uh, they didn't have to instill it in a guy like Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith had it as a freshman in high school. He knew he was the best player every time he walked out on the court. The, with with Yoan, since he started playing basketball in tenth grade, it, it's a little different. I think uh, putting him in lineups with Wendell and and Jalen, uh, you know, the lineup with Yoan and Jalen when Janai was hurt and when Carball needed to rest, I, I liked that lineup because getting him in there with Jalen gave him some confidence. And I have no idea why, but he seemed to play better, especially defensively when he was in that lineup. I, I, I don't know. I, there's there's opportunities for him to be aggressive and to set the tone of him. Yeah, he's the second best player ever to come through Auburn, according to rank. But it just doesn't look like he understands that because Jabari did, Sharif did. Uh, Kessler did, JT Thor did, but I, I think we're going to have to put that in to somebody like Yohan Treor. Hmm. Well, Dustin, man, I want to kick it over here to you. I know we have Georgia State coming up, and then we go out west with USC and Washington on that slate, man. Uh, losing this game to Memphis, um, this West Coast trip that Auburn is about to take, um, are these must-win games? Do, does Auburn need to get these two big wins right here and get rolling into conference play? I'm not going to say they're must-wins because the season is so mm-hmm. long, but you would definitely like to see some of these issues cleaned up. Um, you would definitely like to, like I said, at least start answering some of these questions, you know. Um, I wouldn't mind being in a tight game for USC or Washington. I, I honestly would rather be in a tight game uh, on the road versus us blowing them out. I hope one of those games is close and I hope we get to find some stuff out. Um, yeah. We're still, you know, lineups. We're still going to have to experiment with lineups, see what we've talked about, maybe getting Trey some minutes. Um, man, we talk about Johan. I've been high on him, but you just kind of got to say, oh, what? 
like come on come on man you know yeah uh same thing with same thing with chance it's just that one that one brick i know blake tweeted he broke the backboard it was like (laughs) (laughs) it was just really it was bad man it was bad um and you make a good point gray these guys these other guys they knew it um even chuma knew it early it took it took chuma time to develop Mm-hmm. but he had he knew it he knew he had yeah. that in him um and that's a that's a good point you make about what we're gonna have to show you on so just a lot of those kind of questions i want to see him get figured out um i don't know about zep at the two starting at the i just there's some things maybe i think we can do to kind of tweak it around if chance was playing better that would probably help bruce out with that he would be able to put chance at the two and then mm-hmm. move, move that situation around a little bit um so just answering questions, yeah, I want to win them. I think going into the season, I believe I predicted us to split one of these, uh, split this trip. But looking at these two teams now, we should win these games. So we should mm-hmm. go into conference play with just this loss to Memphis. So I would be disappointed if we if we get blown out in any of them. Then yeah, I'm gonna be pretty upset. Yeah. Well, Gray, man, I, I got to ask you, I know winding down here, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer. Gray, man, I know a lot of people are going to overreact to this Memphis loss, but ultimately at the end of the year when things wind down, we get into March after the SEC tournament, where do you see this Auburn team being? Are they NCAA tournament worthy? Are they NIT bound? I, I think they're definitely NCAA tournament worthy. I think this team, just like we talked about earlier, has all the pieces and all the all the pieces that can come together very easily, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the coaching staff, with you know, offensive and defensive weapons. You know, Auburn. Uh, outside of this loss, Auburn has had one of the best, if not the best, defense in the country. Uh, they've got the players, they've got the experience, especially at guard, which was a major problem at the end of the year last year, not having guard expe- like real guard experience, especially when we got in the tournament and played somebody who. Deadhead or did have guard experience like Miami. They embarrassed us. But I, I, th- I think at the end of the year, we're, you know, talking about where this team should be seated in the, in the SEC and in the NCAA tournament. I, I think this Memphis loss will not only be a good loss because I think Memphis is going to skyrocket after something like this mm-hmm. and, and through, through the, um, or they, the AAC, but, a good a, a good loss for Auburn because it sets them up very very well down the road, especially going out west. I mean, you get a tune up game against Georgia State. It's a decent Georgia State team at home. Go out west, and then you go right into the meat of a very very good SEC. SEC has five or six teams that could win the conference, and they ha- we haven't been like that since the nineties. I, I yeah. That, there's, that, that has not been like that in so, so long because it's been for about 10 to 15 years, it was Kentucky and Florida and maybe Tennessee. So, yep. um, but Alabama's really good. Kentucky's really good. Tennessee's really good. Arkansas is really good. Auburn's really good. Florida's a good team. That's the team you play first in the SEC. So there's ways, there's, there's ways that this team could, could really soar up and, play really well and get hot uh maybe from outside and maybe find that guy find that set 
that we can go to at the end of the games to, to win close games like that, that could move this team up and continue to, you know, push them further and further and get them to a higher seed in the NCAA tournament. But I, I think, yeah, we just got to relax, not overreact um, and, and let, let Bruce figure it out. Let's just trust in him. Mm, love that. Love hearing that. Trust in Bruce Pearl. Dustin, man, I want to get your final thoughts on the night. Uh, the floor is yours. Drop all your social media stuff, man, so uh, all the listeners can find you. Yeah, man, I've enjoyed this one. Um, it's going to be a fun week. I think we're going to have several commits come in soon, and especially now mm-hmm. that you've got those coordinators locked up and Hugh Freeze is working. So hopefully when we uh, when we do our podcast in the middle of the week, we will have tons of commitments to talk about and maybe some of these transfer portal guys too. I'm really excited for that uh, tight end from FIU. His name is Fairweather. Yes. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like they like him a lot, and they like yeah. they like our chances a lot with him. So yeah, that would be nice. Maybe he's like six four, two thirty five, something like that. And, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Elvin Ingram today had two touchdowns, I believe. I know he balled out. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, just Hugh Freeze, man. Um, and then yeah. with basketball, yeah, just everything's gonna be okay. This was coming, and like I said, we're gonna have the long season. We're gonna have several nights where we look like this. If you go to 2019, you go to that 2020 team uh, that unfortunately yeah. got cut short right when they were really getting hot. Um, yep. That's all you got to do. I mean, and the thing back to last year, we went on this big streak in the middle of the season and then mm-hmm. the issues and we got cold at the wrong time. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's yeah. work these kinks out. It's all, it's fine. And um, as long as we're healthy and guys are getting hot and roles are defined, and like we talked about tonight, you just said, great, if we could find that set, um, it's nothing nothing but up for this team. And you, we will play defense. I mean, even in this game, we touched on it, and we still created 19 turnovers. Like, yep. we're going to mm-hmm. play defense. We're going to bring energy on defense. We're going to be hell for you on defense. You're going to have a hard time scoring more times than not. Uh, we don't usually get out rebounded like that. I don't. I don't anticipate that through over the season. I think Broom will rebound. He'll be fine. Uh, I know what Dylan can do when those guys. So that's not a problem. I think that we're going to have night in and night out. So really, it's no. It's not a big deal, man. You never want to lose, but everything's going to be okay. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, dmichaud28. It's dmichaud28. Love that, brother. Love to hear it, man. Uh, Gray, we'll kick it over to you. Get your final thoughts. Drop all your social media stuff, man, yeah. so all, all the listeners can can find you. Yeah, again, again, thank you guys so much for having me. Really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, with football, it's a domino effect. It's the freeze effect. Mm-hmm. Just be patient. You know, it, the coordinator search is finally done. Let's 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 roll right into the recruiting. Just like Dustin said, really excited about that FIU tight end. I think that Evan Ingram. I mean, what he did today, if we could just get somebody <laughs> like him to fit in that Hugh Freeze offense, that would be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But with basketball, yeah, just don't don't overreact to somebody some, some loss like this. Every team is losing. There's not a team that looks absolutely incredible in college yeah. basketball right now. There's not a team without a problem or a loss <laughs> that had a lot of problems. So – just just don't overreact. This team will be fine. This team has leaders. This team has a great, great coach and coaching staff. So we'll be fine. You can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg, G-R-A-Y-O-L-D-E-N-B-U-R-G. Um, uh, and thanks, guys. For, thank you guys so much for having me. 
Fellas, I've enjoyed it. It's been a blast. I love talking Auburn sports just like both of you do. And, uh, hey, Gray, I'd love to have you back on anytime, man. Yeah, man. But with that being said, I'll leave you all with a war damn eagle, and we'll get out of here. You all can catch us on the next one. We're out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 